Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and here with me on this rainy day is uh, is Tyler. How you doing, buddy? Are you, are you staying dry? Trying to, yeah. How about you? Oh, I got a little bit wet coming yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> got a yeah. little bit wet, got a little bit wild. I'm ready for a show. Yep. And Two. yeah, it's it's been a week. I only have, well... It's going to be a short work week, but it's only one more week at my current job, and then I'll have some time off to maybe play for some. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just exciting times ahead. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. For sure. So, uh, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I, we watched the film Brokeback Mountain this week. Okay. Have you ever seen that? No. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Huh. Just just throwing it out there. I've never seen it, heard a lot about it, of course, but um, it is really good. Very good. Very good performances. Very good story. Um, You know, it's set in the 60s in Wyoming, mm. so lots of interesting things there, of course. Rest in peace, uh, Heath Ledger gives a legendary performance in it. So, yeah. Did that. Yeah. The only movie I want to watch right now isn't showing anywhere near here. Like, I'd have to drive up to Harrisburg to watch it. Pig. Pig. Yeah, I want to see Pig so bad. Yeah. I'm I'm just, I've got an eye on that See, like, when it comes to streaming and yeah. where, where I can watch that. Yeah. Because it's a crime they're, they're, that I'm being denied to watching a Nicolas Cage film. Yeah. Um, that movie's gotten really good reviews, too. Like, yeah. I, I am... All in on that. I'm out of sheer curiosity. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I yeah. I can't wait to yeah. That that that's gonna be a good one. I've also been watching an anime, um, because I've been told that it is an essential that I can't I can't call myself a fan of anime unless I watch it, so yeah, what, it's what, it's what berserk. Berserk, okay. Uh, the, it, I'm not sure if people remember, but the creator of that uh manga passed away tragically earlier this year mm. um so yeah i've been watching through that that's been entertaining uh didn't they make like a Musou based game off of that franchise like two years ago oh gosh i don't remember i thought they did it was yeah it was very much like a dynasty warriors like game mm. in that universe okay what I do know is that um, a lot of the From Software stuff is takes a lot of inspiration from Berserk. Mm. So Interesting. even like the the hunter's mark in Bloodborne is is very similar to the uh, rune that is, um, I guess, uh, branded onto uh, onto the character some of the characters in Berserk. So yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, just guy sad guy with the big sword just a really massive sword like I think <laughs> uh, it puts the buster sword to shame oh. a, a little bit wow that's saying something um, but yeah good show cool but video games I guess that's what this show is about um, you know, race race talk is gonna be after the show if you want to go listen to that so <laughs> Yeah, but video games, Tyler. That's your name now, video games, Tyler. Yep. 
What do you have to report? <laughs> I have some race talk. Oh. <laughs> literally. Okay. Literally. All I I've, should have seen this coming. Yeah. All I've been playing is F1 2021. I'm, uh, the last race I did was Russia. So I have six races left, I think, in season. Uh, next up is Singapore, which the real F1's not going to be racing at this year. No. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been going. Uh, you know, talk about some of my misfortunes last week in a couple races. Um, I am like 40 points behind the championship leader, Valtteri Bottas. Yes. Which is interesting. <laughs> um, and I'm like... Uh, 20 points maybe behind Lewis Hamilton um, and but I'm making a charge I've won three of the last four races so I crushed it at, like Spa Monza um, in Russia so those were all really fun races nothing too exciting happened at any of them um, and finished seventh I think it was at uh, Sandfort which was kind of unfortunate. What do you think of Zandvoort? I love it. It's really interesting, but I'm very curious how the actual F1 race is going to be there. But mm-hmm. it is a fascinating track. Like, I love some of those banked corners. Dude, the banking on so that last cool. corner is so high. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, and then there's that one hairpin corner that has a bunch of banking, too. I love, like, just sending it in a little bit harder and then just making a wider turn. Then you go down that kind of longer straight that kind of winds around. Um, that track is really fun. I always screw myself. I got to get better at, at that so I, you go out that first hairpin, you're going down that long winding kind of straight, and then there's a right-hander, really fast right-hander. That's where I end up losing some time mm-hmm. right there. Then the rest, I'm like totally fine. So it was a, it was a, a race. Uh, <laughs> it was one of those races where I was just I felt kind of stuck where I was and wasn't really going forward, but wasn't really going backwards. But it was fine. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of where where it's at. It, they changed how upgrades work in a way of like you're still getting resource points, which can be increased through um, you know building out your facilities, all that stuff. But I feel like the way they broke down the upgrades is a little bit different. Of like, I just feel like overall upgrading has been a lot slower, which has made this first season kind of be a lot harder in a way because your car is just not being developed as quickly, but you do feel those upgrades a lot of times. Um, so, so that's the thing. And it's always, always a struggle to figure out what you need in the beginning of a season like this. Cause you need everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you literally just need everything. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a good old time. I'm, so I'm hoping to just kind of rip through the rest of my season this week and then take a little bit of a break because honestly I'm I'm loving playing this game I like the race um but uh I'm just itching to play something else I guess yeah. you know itching to play uh, there's there's a bunch of other things I want to get into so um yeah it I will say the last thing at Monza that was one of the most fun races I've ever had playing these F1 games because uh probably for the first 10 laps uh and mods is just it's probably the you know overall maybe it's not the shortest lap time wise but like you're just 
flying through that track. Like the average speed at Mons is a lot higher than a lot of other tracks. So it's really fun to race on. And it was just one of those things of like, I started on pole, but I could not for the first 10 laps get out of DRS range. And those DS, those straights are so fast and you can really gain on people. And there were certain times where it, I, it straight up felt like a race. Like I'm, I was going like three wide. I had both Mercedes on the side of me. Um, I'm just getting fucking sucked down the middle and then, then would come back at them the next straight and pass them. And man, it was a, it was a good old time. It was like, there was a bunch of cars within just a couple seconds of each other. So we were all kind of drafting off of each other. It was, I love that track. Yeah. It's fun. So yeah. That's all I've been doing. What about you? Oh, I got a couple of things. Uh, I mean, I'm always playing Final Fantasy 15, 14. Not, um, and, uh, you know, I mentioned I'm wa- watching uh, Berserk. Um, the Dark Knight class in Final Fantasy 14, I've heard, has heavy influences. That So I have my eyes on that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Dark Knight is the next class I pick up. Ooh. Right now I'm working through Bard. Um, is Dark Knight related to Batman at all? I, I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> I really... No, Tyler, no. Okay. Um, I've been playing a few other things as well, though. Uh, this morning, I played about an hour of a game that isn't on PlayStation. I, actually, two of these games aren't on PlayStation yet. Uh, the Ascent, which just came to GameCast. Uh, it is a twin-stick shooter. Um, shlo- a twin-stick schluter, I should say. There There is loot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, from what I've played at basic stuff, from where, where I've started, but it looks like there's a deep augments system, which sound like abilities that you'll unlock. Um, a lot of weapons, weapon loadouts, uh, upgrading weapons. Um, yeah, it's, the only thing I don't particularly love about uh, the Ascent is the look. Um, sometimes it's hard to discern things on screen. It is very, um, busy what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, I, I think I'm realizing that maybe the cyberpunk aesthetic is not something I, I, I really like. It's not good to my eyes. Mm. It is, it hurt my eyes to look at this game sometimes. Yeah. That, that aesthetic just, yeah, can be a little hard to see sometimes. A lot mm-hmm. of colors and weird stuff going on yeah a lot of times but yeah i want to check that out i believe it's co-op too yes so, it is yeah i downloaded that so yeah uh the other thing i've been playing that isn't on playstation is death's door oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh you play as a little crow reaper mm-hmm. um kind of a, like kind of an isometric hmm an isometric action game you are collecting souls but i don't think it's a souls like game because you don't you don't lose anything if you die yeah okay you, you don't mm-hmm. um but you do spend those souls to upgrade uh stats uh you find different weapons that play very differently uh, there are bosses and mini bosses and those fights can be difficult um so yeah i i'm i'm just having a very good time with it uh only played about two and a half hours of it so far, but yeah, yeah. That game 
aesthetically looks very good. Yeah, and too. the music I'm, is really good too. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by it. Someone somewhat, I mean, it's not, they're very different games, but someone kind of related it in a way to Ori, Blind Forest to me, and that gets me excited. Like, I guess just music-wise and story, difficulty, all that stuff. Very different gameplay-wise, they look like, but yeah. I'm shocked that game's not on Game Pass, in a way. Like, yeah. not that every game needs to be on Game Pass, but we've been so conditioned that if a game is only on Xbox and PC, it's also on Game Pass. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I played a little bit more of that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I completed the second tempo on Zepho, uh, where you get the your pool ability. Yep. Uh, got through that, and that, that that's pretty much where I left off. Okay. I'm, I'm about to go back to, to Kashyyyk to find Tarful. Yep. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I The thing that I have noted, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but uh, 3D action-adventure games need to stop with the climbing. Mm. Climbing yeah. is never, in my experience, climbing is never any more than some padding so that they can get through some dialogue. Um, and it really, it's almost never fun. It's just an obstacle to for to get to the next thing. Like, I, it's, a, it's a slower version of running to the next objective. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very uncharted thing, and yeah, the climbing's not super fun in that game either. Yeah, it's it's usually not fun in a lot of things. Like, I think about like Horizon Zero Dawn, that had some pretty good climbing, but it's not like it was like fun to really do. Mm-hmm. It just felt kind of responsive, I guess. I guess the only game that I can think of that I kind of enjoyed the climbing because it was kind of a puzzle was Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, you know, because. You can climb anything in that game, and it was kind of a puzzle to to figure out things sometimes when you think you can make it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm mostly with you there. Have you been, like, customizing your lightsaber all that good stuff? I found a bunch of parts. I just need to figure out what look I want to go for. Yeah, I love that, that part of that game. I thought it was really neat. Yeah. You could change a lot of different stuff with it. It was cool. Yeah, just... Uh... Yeah, I'll get through that game eventually. We'll see. I also downloaded Assassin's Creed Valhalla onto my Xbox. Mm. Although I usually play the Assassin's Creed games on PlayStation. doesn't look like I'm going to get a PlayStation 5 anytime soon. <laughs> unless, uh, unless these restocks keep happening at these local stores. Um, I saw they had a restock. Of, they had a stock come in of PlayStation 5s coming over at New York. Mm-hmm. I was I was debating trying to rush over there, but I figured like those are gone within the hour. Yeah, most of the time, most likely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting on the restock thing because I I feel like I've been seeing a lot more pictures of like Xboxes in stores. Yeah, stores. yeah. But I didn't get in on that infinite beta. Me either, and I'm. But I saw some people playing, and I'm like, this looks fucking fun, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that grappling hook looks amazing. And I saw people, like, grappling weapons. Like, they grappled um, the gravity hammer and then just pulled it to him and smacked some dude right in their face. Mm-hmm. You could grapple onto players. 
I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. This looks like a hell of a good time. I want to play that so bad. Yeah. Just give that game a date, damn it. Yeah. Come on. It's totally, damn. No. You know, we also, date. I mean, we'll get into the Activision Blizzard stuff here. There's some continuation of that, but we still don't know what the Call of Duty this year is. No. <laughs> I actually had that thought the other day. I'm like, dude, it's about to be August, and we don't know. We don't know what it is. We don't know when it is. Yep. We don't know if it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Although I think it's, I think we can be assured they're going to release something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there's the whole rumors that it's a World War Two game. Again. From Sledgehammer. So. Okay. I don't know. All right. Like, how does that World War Two fit with Warzone? It's going to get weird. You no, know, you know <laughs> the thing is, they have to do World War Two. Because obviously World War Two isn't political. Yeah. Right. 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 Because their games make no political statements. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's just get into the news then. Uh, we do have some updates. We have some some more gross shit from Activision Blizzard. Uh, this thing about the Cosby suite. Uh, yeah. Just fucking gross. They, these executives, the, these high-ranking people over at Activision Blizzard, decided to, uh, I guess, rent out this this hotel and just create a shrine to Bill Cosby as a rape joke. I guess yeah. they because it's kind of mm, why else would they do that? Because. I'm seeing in these pictures, there is not a single black man in there. (laughs) And at the time, I don't think Bill Cosby was doing all that much. Like, he, other than being accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, So, yeah. uh, it, It definitely seems like these people were just doing a rape joke, which is not cool. Yeah. Basically... And, yeah, just, I don't know. It's just very gross to have something like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's like, one of those things of, like, apparently they used this room and they named it that because of, like, the carpets and all this stuff. But it's, like, eventually at some point, like, I don't know if Phil Cosby's someone you want to be associated with, you know? Yeah, all and that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I find it hard to believe any excuse they try to come up with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It just makes it look worse and worse. Um. In. Yeah. What well, What's this? This quote by um. But one caption by a person involved proclaiming the suite to be a place of quote gathering hot chicks. For the cause, I guess that that's what that C O Z. I guess mm-hmm. that'd be Cosby when talking about potential hookups, which is just gross. Um, and in a lot of the pictures and everything, there's uh, Alex Afrasiabi. I don't mm-hmm. know how to pr- properly pronounce his last name. Who's been, I believe, uh, accused of rape. Yeah, or convicted, I guess. But either way, bad shit. So. Him being tied to that, too, is also not good and very disgusting. Yeah. I mean, we 
we don't talk about it all that much because we don't have answers. But I mean, it. I've heard it come up. Bobby Kotick's connection to uh, one Jeffrey Epstein being in oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein's contact book. Yeah, I've I've heard that like in his black book or whatever, which would not surprise me at all. They seem like they would enjoy each other's company. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I I saw something this morning where uh, that a lot of high level people at Activision Blizzard come like are are just war criminals. Like there there was this one C I forget her name, but the CIA director that was behind all the uh, the torture in, in in during the Iraq War uh, was at was one of the C-suite execs there for, for a while. Hmm. Um, just other other people like that were in charge of uh, some pretty horrific stuff that the Amer- America's military has done. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's horrible. It's, yeah, it's, it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross. I, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, it, but, yeah, it's... The employee, I think, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but the employees did stage a walkout, mm-hmm. um, made their demands pretty clear what they wanted. Uh, yeah, and I, I, it's also like, um, like I reread Activision's initial response to the lawsuit, which the more you get away from it and the more that comes out, you're like, that is one of the worst responses I've ever seen from any company like the initial one of like saying about like California bureaucrats wanting to drive businesses out of California and this and that and how this isn't true and that's not true and it's like yeah yeah then but then they uh, other Activision and Blizzard executives like Jay Allen Brack um, Bobby Kotick um, I think Michael Morheim who used to be the head of Blizzard said stuff like they're all saying different things yeah. And like they don't have yeah, like a, a direction in a way. And it's like eh, Yeah, and they they I can't believe any of it. I think it was Bobby Kotick that suggested a third party inve- investigation yeah. team and it's one that he they and he was like time. I have these guys right here who uh, did union busting at Amazon. Yeah. Uh exactly. So yeah, they're trying to go to the state and it's like let's have a third party do this. I know the third party yeah, we should use. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, apparently they've like used them before and stuff. It's like, it's not good, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's just sad to me. And this goes for any industry, any corporation of just like, obviously their culture, very fucked up. A lot of bad things going on there and it needs to be, um, deeply, evaluated and fixed but these corporations would rather fight against it you know and just be like ah well this is going to cost us money and all this stuff or we didn't do this we didn't do that it's just like I just find it so disgusting that that's business mm-hmm. you know it's 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 just like we're just it's about dealing with stuff as humans man it's just fucked up and I guess alongside this, we should mention these Ubisoft employees. Uh, if you remember Ubisoft, a lot of stuff, maybe not to the extreme uh, that we're seeing here with Activision Blizzard, but a lot of stuff has come up about Ubisoft last year. Uh, and their employees have penned an open letter uh, supporting the Activision Blizzard employees and their demands. 
but also mentioning that uh, things haven't necessarily changed, um, haven't changed at the rate that they had hoped at Ubisoft. Like um, a lot, a lot of their own demands have been here. It says sidelined by uh, Eves Gamo. Um, and yeah, it's this stuff doesn't go away. It do, yeah. it just doesn't like things aren't still aren't the way that uh, the employees wanted at Ubisoft. Um, there are still people in power who aren't aren't the people that that uh, that that the employees feel comfortable around. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of like if you really want things to change, you gotta start at the top. Yeah sort of thing i mean obviously these people have been in power for a long time at these companies and they have their ways of doing stuff and it's hard to get people to change that have been doing things um for a long time even even their fucked up ways and i could see ubisoft just open this stuff just goes away yeah and it's fucked up and you know i really really hope they get all this fixed, but I don't know, man. I have my doubts. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't. I don't want to have to think about that way. But it's just, it's just these massive corporations. Just you see it time and time again that they don't really change until something, even even like this Activision Blizzard case seems like pro. Yeah, whatever. I don't want to compare things because they're all awful. But it's definitely. Very drastic, and you would think with each with each one, you're like, ah, something's going to change, and, and then others, you know, will get the hint, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. I, I last thing I say is that I I hope those employees um stay safe. They that they, they um. Uh, they get the support that they they deserve because uh it's 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 hard to tell what to do and like and you should first and foremost you should just listen to what the employees are demanding um mm-hmm. i've seen some pretty sloppy things happen online where people are like oh i'm going to boycott activision blizzard that's not what the employees are even asking for and no. you doing that isn't helping them no and it it's yeah that doesn't really i mean if you want to go for it but you know, yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't really help. And just being public about that kind of stuff uh, weakens the leverage that uh, the employees have. Like it, it gives the um, the employer, it gives Activision Blizzard ammunition to use against them. Um, yes. So, yeah, uh, just just listen to what what they're saying, and um, yeah. And you know the the open letter that a bunch of. Um, Activision Blizzard employees signed over the past week had a bunch of demands in it and none of them were um, like unreasonable at Mm -hmm. all like they're all just like yeah these things make sense like more diversity with hiring the end of forced arbitration all this stuff that you know are good things and I would think most companies would want to do but capitalism yeah all righty. Now, let's just put that to the side for now. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more throughout the summer. Um, yes. 
But first, Tyler, uh, there's there's a beta. People who are risking their PlayStation Five on the beta firmware updates, uh, they're experimenting with expanding that storage, uh, putting some M2 drives into your PlayStation Five. But you gotta. <laughs> You got to make sure you got a heat sink on that thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so what is what is a heat sink and how would that work in this case? Oh Do gosh. You, like, uh so is that something you need power for or anything like that or Uh Yes, generally a heat sink is powered. Um mm. well, usually a f- it has a fan because what a heat sink does is transfer the heat and oh, yeah. fans it away. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, this sounds like they're asking a bit much. Uh, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of these M2 SSDs do come with a heatsink built in or built on. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully it'll just work, but man, this, it seems like they're asking people a a bit much for for this to be the solution. Right. Yeah, and I believe this this would activate that storage slot that's in the back of the PS5. Yeah. So you could put something in there, but yeah, then it needs to be cooled in some way, which is kind of fucking crazy. Just just put it. Just put your PlayStation Five inside your Xbox Series X fridge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But the Xbox Series X, those expansion cards you can get are those heat sink do they i'd have to do a little bit more research on that yeah i don't know if they do i just didn't hear anything about them which you know if they don't then that's kind of interesting to me um and of course you need to find something that's compatible enough as well speed wise to even work um which i think is going to be difficult for a while um i don't know man i don't think i'm going to Anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might down the road when things get a little bit cheaper and things have been tested and very much proven. But in a way, I don't. I'm, the storage on the PS5 recently to me has been a lot more manageable. Mm. It is. I, do I wish there was more? Of course, but um, I've just kind of gotten in the habit of when I'm done with a game, I just delete it. And in the fact, so before I plugged my PS4 external hard drive in to put my PS4 games on there, it was a pain in the ass. So if you could do that, then I think there's plenty of storage there for you know a decent number of games. I still have hundreds of gigs left, and I have a you know maybe six or seven games on there. So I think if you do your management right, it's probably You'll probably be all right. You'll but, just have to decide when you're going to play Call of Duty. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying that if I had extra storage, that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, it would. Um, this is my Call of Duty drive. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder, like, what it'll be like if you can if you can swap those out. Like, you can have multiple SSDs that you swap in and out. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that would work you could do that it would be interesting so yeah well i mean we'll see we'll see good luck to those that want to 
um, test this out. There's other things coming to this update, apparently. 3D audio for native TV speakers um, will be updated to utilize uh, the system's DualSense controller in order to determine the area of impact regarding 3D sound rec uh, regulation. Um, they're also updating um, the PlayStation Store and basically telling you that this is a PS4 game and this is a PS5 game, something that I feel like should have been there from the start. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> should have been. It's, it's a little confusing sometimes. Um, literally, sometimes in the beginning, when I was like, did I install the right version? The only way I could tell was to go to my storage and it pops up there and will tell you if it's a PS4 or PS5 game, which it should just tell you right if I hover over it on the dashboard. Um, the game base tab is being overhauled again because um, right now it is it's not the worst thing in the world but it is a couple extra steps just to see who's online so i guess they're they're fixing that and then um trophies they're updating trophies so right now the the list to view trophies for a game is horrible like basically they did this they took it from a list that the ps4 has uh, which was pretty nice. And they have made it this like horizontal list, which has made like you be able to, you're able to see like the art for the trophies and all that stuff a little bit better, which that stuff is cool. But if you want to see more information about the trophy, you have to click on every single one and read it. And it's annoying. So they're basically giving you the option to switch it back, I guess which is cool, and then you'll be able to track up to five trophies and just kind of keep them on your screen if you want. So for trophy hunters, if you're going for a platinum or something, some stuff there coming down the road. Great. Which I'm Great. fine with. Why not? Yeah, all you trophy perverts out there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, other news related to the PlayStation 5 itself, uh, they have reached a new milestone. Uh, they've sold 10 million units as of July 18th. And that makes the PlayStation 5 the fastest-selling PlayStation console ever. Yes. Um, how many of those are sitting in a warehouse? Who knows? But uh, they sold them. <laughs> yeah, who knows? They got the money. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, Sony's getting their money for selling these units. So, you know, whatever. They're happy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 10 million for the circumstances, given the market, the chip shortage, pandemic, all that stuff, economy, is very impressive. I mean, it is very impressive that they have sold that many. Um, I mean, they're literally selling every unit they make, basically, which is crazy. Um I mean, I, I just can't imagine what it would be like if they were able to meet that demand. Yeah. You know, how much could they sell? So I imagine it'll be like this for a long time. Um, but they said engagement on the platform is the highest we've ever seen, whichever way you look at it. Whether it's the number of people measured by metrics such as monthly active users or whether it's the time that people spend playing games, both of these metrics are showing very significant double-digit growth compared to the launch window of the PS4. Wow. Okay. 
that is very impressive. So not only are basically every unit selling, but people are very engaged with the platform. Um, then they also offered up some game sales. So Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart has sold 1.1 million copies, which, you know, game's a little over a month now that it's launched, so okay. that's pretty good. Housemarks uh, Returnal sold 560,000 copies, which isn't bad, but I also feels a little soft considering it's a first-party title. I felt like the game had a little bit more buzz than than what its sales show. I mean, it's still not horrible at all. You know? A lot of games would like to sell that, that many copies, but yeah. Uh, and then Miles Morales has sold 6.5 million between PS4 and PS5, which is very good. And MLB The Show has only sold 2 million units, but has 4 million players. Oh. Huh. I wonder where they're playing that game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I imagine... So, so it's kind of just confusing, I guess. Um, I guess those 2 million sales, like, is that just on PlayStation if Sony's announcing this? You know, I know Sony developed. Well, no, the it game, says... Do, uh, like, does that two million include any sales that have been on Xbox? Well, yeah, it says um, two million sold as of July eighteenth across uh, yeah, all platforms, across, yeah, right there, across so. all platforms. So yeah, so two million copies, but then yeah, four million players. So it's. I honestly thought this game sold more copies, but still, I mean, still four million players is pretty good. Yeah. Overall, so. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive stuff, from, from Sony. Yeah, uh, we also had Annapurna come out with an event. Uh, what, what what is this called? The Annapurna Interactive Showcase. Uh, there are a lot of uh, you know the kind of games Annapurna publishes. Uh, very artful projects mm-hmm. here. Uh, the first one here called the Artful Ex- Escape. Probably why I use that word. Um, but yeah, uh, just a lot of stuff here. I just wanted to point out. Uh, a couple of things. Solar Ash finally has a release date, October 26th. I think that game looks fucking rad. Yes. Um, and Outer Wilds is getting an expansion um, coming September 28th. Uh, it'll be the only expansion to this game, if what they say is true. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's I, that was kind of unexpected. That's a game I definitely need to play, but I did not expect them to announce that. Um, Stray, which was announced at the PS5 reveal with the cats, uh, is getting pushed to early 2022, but we at least have a window now on that. Mm -hmm. So that's neat. Yeah. For sure. Um, Yeah, just looking at a couple other things here. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to uh, transition to the next thing here. Yeah. Uh, well, Stray's not the only thing that's been delayed this week. Right. Um, Unfortunately. Canna Bridge of Spirits. Uh, not a terribly long delay. But it, it, it's 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 coming out, uh, what, September? Do they have? September 21st. Yeah, September 21st. I think Canna Bridge of Spirits looks good. Yes. So, a little less than a month of a delay. It's supposed to be out August 24th, but, you know, whatever. Take all the time you need. Yeah. 
and uh, probably the more uh, significant delay here, the one that people may not have been expecting. Uh, we have a report that Horizon Forbidden West will be delayed to 2022. Um, this report comes out of Bloomberg. And yeah, it's, it's leaving me wondering, hey, is Deathloop the game this year? I think it is. The, the the remaining thing I I know we had Ratchet and Clank yeah. earlier this year, but the what remains as PlayStation exclusives. I mean, Kenna is an exclusive, right? Yes, it uh, is. Yeah, I mean, unless Sony has something up their sleeve, I mean, they haven't had any sort of event or anything to announce any video games. But it seems like Deathloop and Kenna are going to be their bigger fall games, and you know, of course, they have. Um, Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima director's cuts of just you know some updated first party titles there or second party in the case of Death Stranding but so there's that um, yeah I mean of course I, I'm I'm a little bummed because I really want to play this game as soon as possible obviously but 2022's not that far away <laughs> anymore uh unfortunately oh god yeah it's ar- it's already august <laughs> yeah. yeah so in honestly sony uh even when they showed off a chunk of this game right before e3 they were very non-committed to giving a date to it and i feel like at this point we would have had a date if it was coming out this year mm-hmm. and we don't and you know, Herman Hulse back then was saying, like, yeah, I mean, we think the game will be ready for the holiday, but we're trying, and but we're not 100% sure, and we're not going to push our, our team because we can't sacrifice the quality. We can't sacrifice the health of our team. Um, so if it doesn't come out this year, it's not coming out this year. And I, In a way, I like that. I like that honesty, and I don't think Sony needs it this year. Like, honestly, they are selling still without – this game, regardless or not, they're going to sell every fucking unit they make this year still, especially come the holiday times. And they have, you know, Deathloop or in Kena and whatever else that they could push. And they could get this game out in February or something, March of 2022, and have another nice um, boost there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this game needs to come out this year. Uh, do I want it to? Sure, because I want to play Horizon Forbidden West. It looks awesome. But it's just, it, worth noting, though, Sony itself has not officially announced this delay. Right. Yes. Like you can probably safely say Bloomberg is correct. Um, Jeff Grubb was out there saying this too, mm-hmm. as well. So you can probably it's probably safe to say this game's not coming out this year. But guess we'll see. I wonder if, and, and Jeff Grubb was throwing out, like he heard that Sony might do an event in September. You know, I, I don't think if, I don't, I cannot see Sony sitting there and not saying anything about this, reporting until September to mm-hmm. announce a release date or anything like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. I imagine we'll hear something this week, but maybe not. Yeah, I well, you know what they they could also do in September is is there is a VR two showcase their their next VR headset yeah. um, because I I think that's coming out next year, right? It is. Yes. So. Yeah, and 
I don't know. It's it's weird because I would have thought we would have had an event from Sony by now. No, um, they, when they said that we weren't doing E3, <laughs> yeah, they they meant we aren't doing anything this summer, <laughs> right? Which is kind of a bummer because I I love those events and I think it would be cool to get a, a big like PS5 game showcase, you know, a non state of play sort of thing. You know, it's like state of play. Honestly, all I want them to do is just. A video goes goes to a freight boat. They open one of the freight crates, and it's just a bunch of PS5s, and they're getting get <laughs> PS5s out there. There you go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That, that's all I want. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I just want one. Um, all right, Tyler. Uh, you said you'd play it. Death Stranding Director's Cut. Um... What, what what is this story even? Uh, yeah, they're they're actually going to add some stuff to it, I guess. Yeah, the strand system. <laughs> yes, they're expanding the strand system, which probably reads to me as like they probably don't expect as many active players on the second release, so they kind of have to modify it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. So yeah, the strand system's like the social sort of aspect of the game, and they'll be modifying that for release. But then they also announced the game sold five million copies. Yeah, it's honestly a little bit higher than I thought. Yeah, considering that you're a um, you're a uh, package delivery person <laughs> who just happens to be modeled after Norman Reedus. Yeah, definitely. And and then the fact that Sony didn't really say anything when this game launched. Um, usually they like to get out there and brag about that stuff, but they didn't say anything at all. Until Which now. obviously means Kojima has a deal with Xbox. That's why Sony's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, good for them. I mean, 5 million copies for a game like this, I think is pretty, pretty wild. Honestly, man, I'm very intrigued to play this game. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. What else do we have here? Tyler, you seem to always like to talk about these Netflix shows, these these movie adaptations. Why should I give a shit about a Dragon Age Netflix series? <laughs> well, you don't like Dragon Age? You don't I like Dragon Age, but <laughs> man, do we... I don't know. I just don't know about adaptations of video games. I mean, I guess The Witcher is all right. It's, I don't think it's the greatest thing that ever came out, but it's okay. Um, but a Dragon Age TV series, do they... Just make the game. Just make the game. Just make the game. Just... There's a game that you're making. Do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah. I mean, so basically this has just been reported by the website Giant Freaking Robot. Um, that said that they have a trusted and proven source that has basically mentioned that this is in development at Netflix, but even they don't know whether it's animated or live action or anything like that. Um, obviously, Netflix saw a lot of success with a live action Witcher show. I would think it would be live action because live action fantasy shows are the thing all of a sudden with like Game of Thrones popularity and other things so 
I could see it. I could be down though. I mean, I think there's a lot of really interesting lore in the Dragon Age universe that could make a very cool live action fantasy show. I mean, that world is very fascinating. So what you're what you're telling me is something I already know is that you wouldn't watch an animated Dragon Age show. I probably would if it's good, you know. But would you watch a dra- Okay, so is the line being drawn here is that you would watch a live action Dragon Age show even if it was kind of bad? I'd probably watch it even if it was bad, yeah. Out of sheer curiosity. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Just just want to just want to be clear here. Yeah, but even if it was animated, I could, I'd be down to watch it. If it was bad? Probably not if it's bad. But you would watch the bad live action one. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I, I can much more easily stomach bad live action stuff than bad animation. Okay, okay. Bad, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, I just need to make we'll it clear <laughs> where you stand on that. Yeah, we'll see. But Netflix has been just trying to use video game properties, so this would not surprise me at all if this happens, because, mm. I mean, they're doing Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, The Witcher, they've done Castlevania. Um. Splinter Cell or Tomb Raider, one of those is being developed over there too, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So okay, yeah. Ah, uh, they won't do Mortal Kombat. Who does Warner, Warner Brothers? Yeah, Warner would do that. Yeah, they just put out that new movie. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Really good. Really good numbers here. They sold 12 million units of a fighting game, which is a lot for a fighting game. Um, MK11, super popular. Uh, Series itself has passed 73 million console uh, sales. Very, very, I would say the most successful and mainstream fighting game, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, pretty sure it is. Yeah, and and people are just real sickos for that <laughs> shit. Yeah, it is. It is interesting just how fucking violent this game is. It just appeals to so many people. Um, I was very shocked by these numbers. I mean, I figured this game has sold well because it's literally in the top twenty NPD since it's like almost every month since it came out. So I figured it it has sold a lot of units, but I did not think twelve million for a fighting game. Like you said, that is very impressive. And overall, the sales for this franchise is incredibly impressive. So I can see why they supported this game for so long. And in a way, I guess, kind of broke NetherRealm's cycle of launching a new game like every two years between Injustice and Mortal Kombat. And uh, so it makes sense that they supported it with all the content and characters and all the stuff they did. It's a big player base there, but now they are moving on. Yeah. So, yeah, good for them. Good for them. We also have quarterly numbers from Capcom. Uh, they they have record sales this quarter, uh, thanks to Resident Evil Village and Monster Hunter Rise. I think Monster Hunter Stories 2 might be in there as well, maybe. Was that this quarter? I, I think don't it, know if it was this quarter or not. I forget when that game huh. launched. Uh, but, yeah... Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, both doing very, very well. 
uh, Resident Evil Village selling 4.5 million copies across various platforms. Uh, and then where, where, where do we have Monster Hunter Rise? Oh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Yeah, I find this overall just kind of confusing with Monster Hunter Rise. Um, because it said, you know, Monster Hunter Rise, which launched on Nintendo Switch in March, had contributed to the company's financial success alongside other factors, including increase in digital sales. Of the latter, Capcom noted that high margin digital sales grew significantly and drove profitability, with total sales of 13.3 million units, far surpassing the 9.2 million units during the same period. So I guess. I guess the 13.3 million units is just total units for all their games. Yeah. Um, just kind of confusing. I don't know if we have exact numbers for Monster Hunter Rise, but either way, um, Capcom selling a lot of video games and, you know, much deserved because, you know, Monster Hunter Rise, people like that game a lot. Resident Evil Village is fucking awesome. So. Yeah. Makes sense. I wonder what's next for Capcom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It isn't Dragon's Dogma. No, but I, I, <laughs> I have a feeling that'll happen. There's enough excitement for it, I think. Okay. Uh, and last piece of news we have for you this week uh, are the games you're going to get in August if you have PlayStation Plus. Uh, did I? Did we do this? I don't remember if we've done this. No, not for August. Okay. No, because these were just announced this week, I think. Okay. Uh, well, first here we have uh, Hunter's Arena Legends, a 30-player PvP and PvE combat-based battle royale. <laughs> Great. I like when a battle royale is combat-based. Uh, it's, yeah, it is an interesting concept. I guess, a, I guess the other concept is Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Um, it's a shooter. And then Tennis World Tour 2. <laughs> Love it. Not the greatest month for PlayStation Plus, but hey, not every month's going to be a banger. Still free games, I guess. We So Hunter Arena Legends is uh, the PS5 game for the month. The other two are PS4 yeah. games. Um I think for Hunter Arena, I mean, I probably won't play this, but to get in on PlayStation Plus for a Battle Royale, I think it's probably a smart thing, considering how... Yeah, you either have to do that, or it has to be free-to-play to start. Yes, yes, exactly. That's a very competitive genre, so makes sense to do. You know, we've seen PlayStation Plus work very well for certain games, like Fall Guys last year, and Rocket League is another great example of it, so... Yeah, you know, the the varying levels of uh of getting in on PlayStation Plus. Rocket League, very good. Fall Guys commercial. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like how's Fall Guys doing? I mean, of course you hear of new skins coming oh, to it God. and stuff, but Some someone out there wanna check in on Fall Guys? <laughs> <laughs> Have they gotten back up? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not checking in on it. I'm I'm all right. Oh, all right. I'm all right. Okay, well, that is all the news we have for you. 
Get it? Use. <laughs> Use. Y'all. Yins. You. Yeah, that's gonna do it for the show. I, I think. I think. I think we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna peace out here until next week. If you wanna stick around a little bit after the show, you'll hear some race talk. If not, you know, just uh, do do these things for us. Um, give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. Send us questions, if you have them, at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at PSReportPodcast on Twitter. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. And that's going to do it. Until next time, be good to each other, play your video games, and So how about that race? I'm yeah. recording, by the way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, it was highly entertaining. <laughs> to a degree. To a degree. Yes. Um, man, I I didn't watch any qualifying or anything like that, but yeah. apparently, was it dry throughout? I think like, so. I didn't watch qualifying either. I wasn't able to, but cause, it cause seemed w- dry. What I heard was like, this is like the first time this weekend they were driving in those conditions yeah and man uh (laughs) it was literally like the start of like an online f1 race (laughs) yes like oh valtry just took out like so many people lance stroll too yeah kind of took out he took out charles leclerc and yeah sucks for red bull man i mean just two races in a row they've just had horrible fucking weekends you know, hmm. and yeah, it sucks I mean, for all the other teams too. Like Lando Norris got taken out, and a lot of good cars got taken out. Yeah, I think we race. lost, <laughs> we lost, we lost six total from yeah. the race, and I think five of those came from this incident. Yes, yes, um, it was fucking chaos. Yeah, but Hungary. I when I woke up this morning, I I didn't real, I didn't know what to expect because Hungary is not necessarily the greatest track out there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was um there there were the weather played a part in uh bringing us some drama. Yeah. Um, damp conditions, everyone starting on intermediate tires. Yes. Um yes. Yeah, that I kind of feel a little bit for Botas though cuz he had an awful start off he, the line. Yeah, very and bad. then he got pinched like right before turn 1, so he was trying to back off but like try not to lose too much position, but then he mm-hmm. missed his braking point. Just yeah. shunting Lando Norris. I, arguably, I'd say Strolls looked like more clumsy than what. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, absolutely. Because yeah. Stroll just kind of like went for an inside line where he wasn't ever going to take the turn completely. Yeah. It went over the grass. Luke don't have any grip, especially on wet grass. Right. Yeah. He. And, yeah. He totally overshot that and then tried to save it, but. There was no way he was going to save it. I really don't know what he was thinking. Because, yeah. like, okay, if he went through the grass enough and went past, didn't hit Charles Leclerc, like, he's going to hit someone else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what he was thinking. So, yeah, yeah both him and Valtteri, though, got five place grid penalties. Yeah, going into spa yeah. at the end of the month. We have to wait Yeah, another couple of weeks. Yeah, four, like four weeks away. Yeah. A whole month without F1. I don't know what we're going to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, too, I, I didn't think too much of Hungary either. And there were points in the 
in this race where I'm just like, this track is just not fun yeah. to watch. It's very Monaco like. It's so fucking hard to pass. Um, and like you get close in like the first two sectors, but then the whole last sector, there's no way you can follow close enough. Yeah. And hopefully, like the 2022 car alleviates some of that, so this track can be more exciting. But there's still a lot of drama. I mean, even at the beginning, I thought it was so funny that Lewis Hamilton was the only one to start. Yes, I I saw a still image of him being the only one on the grid with the red lights. Yes, yes, that was so funny. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe they did this. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, honestly, I'm glad. Like, I'm glad they made that bad call because that made the rest of the race even more interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things of like the battle between Mercedes and Red Bull is like I feel like Mercedes has always been just like making it harder on themselves, like yeah. by doing stuff like this or Lewis screwing up in Baku or him pushing a little too much in Imola. Mm-hmm. Like they've made it very hard on themselves all the time when Red Bull has problems, um, and. But then Red Bull, sometimes their strategy just sucks. Like, they, I, like in hindsight, they probably shouldn't have brought Verstappen in to, mm, like, try yeah. to cover Hamilton because then Hamilton got the jump on him because he had just had a better car because it wasn't damaged, you know, and, and he was just overall. I yeah, think, and the, I think if, if there were no fuck-ups in the beginning, I still think Hamilton probably would have won this race. He was a little bit quicker all weekend than Verstappen, and, and even Valtteri was a little bit quicker than than Verstappen, but, but like they, sh- they probably shouldn't have done that and just tried to keep Verstappen out a little bit longer, try to stretch out some things or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I think Red Bull made another mistake too, right? Didn't they pit Verstappen before the red flag? Yes. Yeah. They, they pitted before the red flag. And so we lost like, I forget, like four more spots, which kind of screwed him. So yeah, they, they kind of, they got screwed and then screwed themselves a little bit, you know, in my opinion. Make it a little bit worse, you know. They yeah. could have maybe got like a, I don't know, 7th, 8th, something like that instead yeah, of I, in 10th. Although I, I kind of find it hard to feel bad for Red Bull for all the bitching and moaning they've done this week. about have, yeah. About the incident. Mm. Um, and then also uh, Helmut Marco, I guess like the sporting director over at Red Bull. Yeah. Um. He made some racist comments about Yuki Sonoda. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, it's I. I just find it hard to feel for a team like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I think for me, it's just like I just wanted to see them just race on the track. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when it's like, oh, Mercedes have washed away their deficit. I'm like, well, you know, I I I get it all things happen it's racing you yeah, know what i mean yeah. but but i would have liked if they erased that deficit through literally just beating red bull mm-hmm. on the track rather than you know verstappen getting crashed out last week Perez having an awful fucking race in silverstone then both basically being almost Perez was crashed out this week it's like eh. so hopefully in the second half of the season i mean they're still neck at neck though Mm-hmm. You know, and there's still a lot of racing left. It'll it'll be exciting, but they did do a lot of whining, and and I love like, you know, they tried to to appeal Hamilton's penalty, mm-hmm. and they apparently sent Alex Albon out to like recreate Hamilton's lap and stuff. I'm like, guys, 
come on, man. This is fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> <This is stupid. laughs> um, if I never have to hear another word out of Christian Horner's mouth again, you know, I'd be pretty pleased. He is a snake. Yeah, he's a cocky individual. Um, but I love how him and Toto Wolf just hate each other. It creates interesting drama. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, I don't know. So we'll we'll see where that goes. I guess that battle, but it was cool to see Espanocom win. Yeah, I, that, that was, was that was exciting. That is not something that went anywhere near my brain. Esteban Ocon being a race winner with Alpine this year. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, the most exciting part of that race to me was Fernando Alonso holding off Hamilton. Yeah, because there's no way Esteban would have won that race if if Fernando didn't do that. But that just shows that. Fernando Alonso has been doing this for a long fucking time, mm-hmm. and he knows Lewis Hamilton, and how he races. That was so exciting. Yeah. Like I still think he could have maybe still held Lewis off if he didn't um, lock up. Yeah, that one, yeah, you know, in the turn one that one time, and then Lewis got around him. I'm like, damn, that was just really exciting to watch. Yeah, and and nice to see him like congratulate his teammate like Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of characterizations about fernando alonso not being the greatest teammate not being as supportive as he should be but he it seems like he's turning that around yeah definitely yeah yeah it was just cool to see like different people up there it's always exciting when a race like this happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) when like all the major front runners get fucked up or have problems and then you have this totally screwed up grid like williams was up there for a while yeah um Mick Schumacher was like holding everybody up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "All right, oh man." I mean, this is a, a track race. you can do that at. Yeah, so. yeah, it was a, it's a, it was a crazy race, but yeah, yeah. I was also kind of pulling for Vettel to win. I know he's won a lot of races. Yeah, it's. I think in the end, I think it's cooler Esteban won. But I'm like, you know, Vettel hasn't won in a while. Yeah, yeah it could be cool. He was he was digging, but the track's just so hard to pass on. Double points finish for Williams. Yep. I mean, it took six DNFs, although arguably I'd say, like, five of them actually counted. Mick, uh, uh, Nikita Mazepin would not have finished ahead no. of the <laughs> no. Although the way he went out, I thought was hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> At least he didn't finish last. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what his average finish is for his career. It's probably not very good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a very entertaining race. Uh, the, you know, whoever you want to win, to me, I'm like, I, I most likely don't really care. I just want to see entertainment like this. I mean, it's been every race. There's been a lot of really cool stuff happening, for the most part, I think, except Monaco. The the, the drama f- of wait, Monaco was qualifying. Monaco happened? It. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was qualifying, then the pre-race, and that's literally it. With Monaco, but... All but right, I mean, that's one where Charles Leclerc fucked up his gearbox. Yes, yes. Crashing and... Qual- yeah, yeah, okay. Ferrari thought they had it fixed, but they did not. <laughs> yes, they did not check uh, the other side of the gearbox. Yes. Yeah. They're like, we. Th- it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Lots, yeah. Of, lots of racing left, though. I think I, I was looking at schedule, and there is... Four blocks of triple headers, basically. So they come out of the break, and it's a triple header. Then they have a week off. It's another triple header. So it's basically what it is until the end of the season. And then I also saw on the F1 subreddit, um, 
that someone posted an image of some like official F1 thing that got updated and it literally got updated with TBD Texas Grand Prix and that was right before the United States Grand Prix. Yeah. That's already scheduled. So is there another track in Texas that I don't think so. I think we might be getting two codas. Oh, maybe in the rumor. So a couple people in the comments, I mean, this is just rumors at this point, but uh, is that Brazil or Japan will be canned, which I can see, unfortunately. Yeah, I think, I think Japan is probably, I mean, the situation in Japan is not great. No, uh, no. Related to the pandemic and yeah. all of that. Yeah, and they're only hosting the Olympics because they, you know, put a lot of money into it. It would lose a lot of money if they didn't say what you want about the Olympics, but yeah. Um, but so yeah, we'll we'll see. I imagine we'll figure that out soon. Yeah, what's going on there? But two codas that could be interesting, I guess. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if they'll try the uh, this the sprint qualifying at one of them. Yeah, it could be a nice track for it. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I I think we should start the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.